Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Confident he will. Confident he will. If I can draw your attention to those verses, 38 and 39 that I just read, that says, my righteous one will live by faith. God says, I don't really take any pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed. We belong to those who have faith and are saved. That's the room you're in. You're in a room with people who believe and are saved. That's who you're watching right now. You're watching some folk who believe and are saved. You didn't watch people make a noise just to be religious. You're watched some folk. You're in a service right now with people who have decided to believe and find salvation. It happened again the other day. I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but it happened again the other day. I was driving down the road here in the wonderful state of North Carolina. It's awesome where God lives. He visits every place else, but he lives here in North Carolina. I was driving down the road, and a squirrel came running out. I was driving down one of these roads where it's a two-lane, two-lane, traffic coming this way, traffic going that way, ditch on either side. If you've never been in North Carolina, there's a lot of roads like that. Those of you that live here, you're familiar with what I'm saying. And as I'm driving down, a squirrel comes running out from the left, trying to get to the other side of the road. As he came running out, I started to encourage him. I started to say, keep on running, brother squirrel. Come on, you can make it. You can do it. Keep on going. You can make it. You can make it. The reason why I started saying that is because there was traffic coming this way I had nowhere to go and if it's a choice of me and a squirrel then I'm going to send the squirrel to the squirrel Jesus to die for his squirrel sins I'm certainly not dying for no squirrel help us Holy Ghost but if you've ever been in this situation you'll know that often what happens is the squirrel is about to make it to the other side but but when the danger gets close Instead of running on over, the squirrel starts to get afraid as danger is looming down. I don't know. The closer the difficulty gets, somehow the squirrel gets uncomfortable. And if he had just kept on running, he'd have made it. But he loses his confidence. And instead of going over, he shrinks back. I'm talking to somebody. Instead of running over, he shrinks back and ends up being destroyed. That's why I was saying, come on, brother squirrel. You can make it, brother squirrel. Come on. You can do it. Come on, bruh. And this time, this squirrel made it. 
He kept on running. He heard me. The Holy Ghost must have taught. He raided. And when he, when I didn't hit him and I looked in my rearview mirror and he was on the other side, I said, he made it. He made it. He made it. He made it. And in that moment, I said, I can make it, God. I can make it. I can make it. It don't matter how close the danger is. I can make it. It don't matter what nobody's saying. I can make it. It don't matter what the devil tries to do. I can make it. I'm going to put my head down and keep on running. We are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed. We are of those who believe and are saved. Tell somebody, keep running, keep running. You got to keep running. You got to keep going. You cannot stop. You cannot throw away your confidence. You have to maintain your confidence. I love how the Bible, the writer, makes us identify. He understands that the situation, if you're only dependent on the perfection of a situation, you're going to be in trouble. You have to decide what camp you belong in. You have to decide what a folk going to say about you when your time is up. Are they going to define you as someone who is overly motivated by fear? Or are they going to define you as somebody who decided to walk by faith regardless of the situation? You're in a room full of people who have decided to walk by faith in spite of the situation. Can I get a witness in the building? You're right now streaming live with thousands of people who have decided to walk by faith in spite of the situation. As a matter of fact, that's why we come and why we sing and why we holler because this is how we keep running. This is how we make it to the other side. This is how we keep our confidence. The writer says, listen, do not throw away your confidence. You need to persevere because what's coming is coming. It's a perseverance message. It's, it's a hold on just a little while longer message. It is, it is a word that says you need to survive. You need to last. You need to endure because the promise is coming. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Do not throw away your confidence. Don't let your confidence leave you. Don't allow confidence to slip away from you. The word is encouraging us to maintain confidence. Now, this word confidence, I looked it up, and I don't do this all the time, but, but, but I, I looked up the word confidence. I could tell you what the word is, but that doesn't really matter. Let me tell you what the meaning is in the original language. It's very interesting. There's three different meanings in the original language of confidence. Sometimes we're looking at this English 
and they're taking a word and trying to take a Greek word and trying to get it to us to make it seem like what, but the Greek word had multiple meanings. Let me share them with you. I'll throw them on the screens for you really quickly if you're taking notes. One of the first meanings of this word here in the Greek that says that means confidence is freedom in speaking. One of the first things it means, freedom in speaking. So when the word says, do not throw away your confidence, in essence, it's saying, don't start, don't stop talking of the great that's about to happen. Don't allow the waiting period. Don't allow the fear that tries to come in. Don't allow the doubt that tries to mess with you, stop you from freely speaking what you believe God is going to do. Because your mouth has a great impact on the way that you feel. A feeling comes to you, but when you voice that feeling, you give it power. If you keep yourself from voicing your doubts, they have less power. We all have doubts, but spoken doubts are much stronger than just felt doubts. One of the challenges for so many of us is it's not just that the enemy attacks us with doubt, but we let our mouth line up with the doubt and not line up with the faith. We just start speaking the negative. I know this sounds very basic, but I'm sorry. I just see this way too much in which I hear people say things that I'm saying, yeah, but you can't say that. Don't say what you can't do. Don't say what you can't handle. Don't say what you can't deal with. Don't say what you can do in your last nerve. Try to be careful not to speak your doubts more than you speak your faith. Something about making a good confession. Something about actually opening up your mouth and declaring what you will or will not do. When I was younger in the old church, they had a, a, a one of the old spirituals. The, I opened my mouth to the Lord and I won't turn back. I will go. I shall go to see what the end's going to be. It's a, it's a confession of saying, well, this is what I'm going to do. It, if we're only moved by our feelings, then we'll be ruled by our feelings. Get up and you go for a jog. You don't say, I'm going to run till I don't feel like running no more because you're going to stop feeling like running in about five minutes. You say, I'm going to run three miles. And you set the three miles and you tell everybody, what you got what to do? I'm about to go run three miles. You make a confession. It's why back in the day when you got saved, they told you to go home and tell everybody you got saved. That was quiet. They told you to go home, tell all your neighbors, tell your friends, tell your family. I made a commitment to the Lord because with your heart you believe and with your mouth, confession is made into salvation. So the first thing that confidence means is talk junk. Talk like you're going to win. Talk like you're going to make it. Talk like you're going to go over. Talk like something's about to happen. Talk like you're about to do the great thing that you know God. Talk like you're going to be healed. Talk like you're going to be blessed. Talk like you're about to buy something. Talk like you're about to get a deal. You might as well open your mouth and speak confidently. That's the first thing that it means. The other thing, second meaning, is it just means boldness. It just means free and fearless 
confidence. You just bold. You just ask. You just try. You have not because you ask not. So you figure, well, I might as well be bold. I'm not going to be timid. I'm not going to be scared. I'm not going to shrink back. I'm not going to, I'm going to put my shoulders back and I'm going to boldly approach the throne of grace even though I'm trembling, even though in myself I know I'm not enough, but I'm going to get my boldness together and I'm going to approach. I'm going to get my boldness together and I'm going to apply. I'm going to get my boldness together and I'm going to go ahead and try to do this. None of us like the rejection of no. Who am I talking to? None of us like to hear no. I, I got you, me neither. But don't let the fear of being heard, of hearing no, stop you from asking for something that you believe could be yours. Because the word no don't really hurt that bad. But I, I've just seen way too many of us who fail to ask for something simply because we're intimidated by the rejection that possibly could happen if we are told no. I'm just going to go on and keep on going. I guess, I guess I'm not talking to nobody but myself. But I've just decided, well, the worst you can do is say no. I have asked for all kinds of stuff. I done asked for land. I done asked for deals. I done asked for money. I done asked for stuff. I'm about to ask for more. I have decided I done made up my mind. I am so tired of heathens getting stuff. I don't know who I'm talking I am so tired of people who don't even pray and don't even talk to the Lord, driving better than me and living. I don't, maybe it's not you. I get a small attitude when somebody stank, get blessed. I'm not a hater, but I don't like it when someone gets something and they're not even as qualified as me. They're not even as good as me. I guess I'm by my, they're not even, they don't even look like you. How they got somebody and they don't even dress right. They got somebody and they don't even have a good attitude. And here you are trying to smile by yourself and you got somebody, steak got somebody. I, I got to move on. That I've decided I'm going to smile and ask. Worst they can say is no. I ask all the time. I'm just bold. Do you have any upgrades for black? Do you have any Upgrades for light-skinned Negroes? Do you have any upgrades for... Do you know how many times folk will look at you and say, yeah, let me give you an up... Hey, I'm like, ooh, thank you very much. Favor, favor, favor. Why not ask? Why not be bold? Oh, I wish I had a witness. Why not? Why not? Yeah, this is great, but can you give me the better car up for the same price? You can't be stank about it. You can't be like, in the name of Jesus. No, no, no. You got to smile and say, you know, do you have a, an upgrade for me? You never know. That person might just like the way you look. They might like your braids. They may like your microlinks. They may, they may like your shoe. You don't know. Be bold. What happened to us being bold, Christians? What happened to our boldness? What happened to our confidence? The third meaning is quite interesting because the third meaning is become conspicuous. 
To be confident means to be prepared for folk to see you and see what you got and see what you're doing and stepping out of the shadows into the limelight and now you are boasting in the Lord. You're not boasting in yourself. You're boasting in what the Lord has done. And God gets glory out of the stuff that he's done for you. But you won't be able to hide it if he does it. The good thing about the Lord is he'll bless you in a public way. He, he'll bless you privately, but he likes to bless you in a public way. And, and that's good if you have enemies, but it's also going to be challenging if you have enemies. Because everybody's not going to like you. Everybody not going to be glad that you blessed. Everybody not going to be glad you got them. Everybody's not going to be glad. So you have to be prepared for, the, for being a bit conspicuous because along with the praise will come some critique. And when the Bible says, don't throw away your confidence, it's also saying, don't be afraid to be persecuted for being right. You know, one of the things that I've experienced in my life as a man of God, particularly prophetically used, I, it's, it's the honest thing that, that I have found myself losing relationship with people because I told them the truth and I was right. We almost live in a world, Bishop, where folk would almost rather you lie to them and prophesy to them something that they'd like to hear, oh, help us, than to tell them the truth that they don't want to hear. They're mad at you for telling them the truth that they don't want to hear. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to answer to God with what I told you. Sometimes when folk ask me something, I'm like, Lord, why are they asking me this? I do not want, they're not going to like what I say. They're not going to like the truth. But I have to answer to God with what I told you. And when you're standing in line trying to get into the kingdom, you ain't going to blame me. Don't look for me neither because I don't have no hookups. But what I'm saying to you is I have found I've been in a situation in which I've told someone the truth that the Lord told me to tell them. They did not listen. All hell broke loose in their life. And now they don't talk to me no more because to be around me would be to actually have to acknowledge that I said what I said and I was right. There's a, there's a conspicuous, there is a critic, there is a criticism, there is, a, we can't be so terrified of the criticism that we don't take advantage of what faith will bring. I'm asking a question, and that's confidence. And the question I'm asking, I'm moving on. It's okay, well, where does confidence come from? Like, all right, do not throw away your confidence. And, and we're confident that he will. And, and, and I'm praying 
confidently. I approach the throne of grace with confidence that I'm confident. Where, where does that confidence come from? When I talk about freedom in speaking, boldness, being all right with being a bit conspicuous, folks seeing you a bit. And, and this was one of my challenges of even being a preacher at all. My dad is a preacher. My great-grandfather was a preacher. And so I just, fourth generation, I just, I didn't want to be in the bubble. I didn't want to be in the glass. I didn't want everybody looking at me. I wanted to be able to just do me without everybody knowing what I did. So that, that confidence in being okay, the confidence to say what God's about to say and to say the same thing that God says, the confidence to be bold, the confidence to be conspicuous and be okay. Where does that confidence come from? Okay, sure. <laughs> right now we are reading. Good, good. I like. Right now we're looking at the word. Because one of the things that's very interesting about our time today and our moment in time in history, and it takes somebody with a little bit of years to, to kind of see this, is that we are in a very feeling moment. We are in a very want to praise, want to worship, want to have a service where we get a, to feel something. We're in a very, oh yes, we will go to a Maverick City concert. We will go to a worship conference. We will go to a Kirk. We will go somewhere and we'll have a feeling. We'll gather together for feelings because we think that our confidence comes just from feelings. But Honestly, there's a difference in worshiping to get confidence and worshiping because you are confident. Oh, I wish I had a witness in the building. You have a whole different experience if you put this worship team in a situation in which they have to sing you confident. That's totally different than if you're able to join with them and say, oh, I'm confident. God's about to move. It's a whole nother story altogether. If you come here and, with an expectation that we can make you confident by our performance, we, I'm sorry, you got another thing coming. Confidence doesn't come by worship. Confidence is what's at the bottom of praise. What's at the bottom of praise is, well, let me praise the Lord because I know he hears me and he inhabits the praise of his people and I need him to come and be with me right now before I shrink back. So where does confidence really come from? And it's, it's interesting that we, we know way more worship songs then we know word. No, I'm just talking the truth now. We know way more. We know now. I, now listen, back back in the day, I, it's one of the reasons why I love it when a, when a psalmist or someone that's a word actually writes something that is the word. Because music does get in your head. So back in my day, sorry, I'm old. Back in not my day, when Richard Smallwood said, Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Who has set thy glory above the heavens, the moon and the stars thou hast ordained? What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visited him? But thou hast made us a little lower than the angels. That's just not something sounds sweet. That's word. 
I had a con I had a conversation, son, with the with the with the group that was singing. No, I said it to y'all when we were singing, "Refine us, refine us." I'm like, do you know what you're asking when you ask God to refine you? I didn't really sing that song. I'd just be like, mm -hmm, because refining takes fire. You asking God to burn you and cleanse you, that don't happen easy, baby. Just because it sounds nice and it's connected to a tune don't mean that you should always be singing it. But we sing a lot because we don't have a word foundation anymore. We don't really read the Bible. I'm just going to turn around. We don't really read the Bible. That's why when you come here, I'll just sit here and read some scripture. You got to get some Bible in you at some point during the week. We don't really read it. We don't really memorize it. So our confidence is sitting on something that's a little flimsy and flaky and it's very tenuous. We got to quickly put something on to make us feel better. We have become so good at feeling that we're dependent on feeling. Man, this makes me feel good. Man, this vape pen makes me feel good. Man, this weed makes me feel good. Man, this sugar makes me feel good. I must keep saying until I get to yours. Man, this cake make me feel good. Man, this weed, man, this alcohol make me feel good. Let me turn. Because I'm, man, this, this gives me a feeling. And my feeling is so important to me because I don't have enough solid under me for me to be okay whether I feel good or not. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. Someone, I was talking to a friend of mine, and they were saying, oh, someone came and gave them a prophecy and said, a storm is coming, a storm is coming. And I said, wow, that's, that's, that, I, I, I hear that. I, and I, I'm always bothered by the prophet liars who always got to prophesy gloom and doom to you. Never have nothing good to say. And I said, well, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house upon a rock. Rain came down, streams rose, wind blew, beat against the house. It did not fall because its foundation was on the rock. But anyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. Rain came down, streams rose, wind blew, beat against the house and it fell with a great crash storms come and go the question is did you build your house right what you build your house on it rained cats and dogs here yesterday in North Carolina rain so bad I had to run through puddles to get them it was one of those drenching rains I'm so glad that when I got home I'm not in a tent let me speak this over you. I'm so glad that I don't live in a tent. I'm so glad that I don't live outside. I'm so glad that my hope is built on nothing. I'm so glad that my soul is anchored in the worship. No, no, no. My soul is anchored in the Lord. 
Do I look to the hill from whence cometh my help? No. My help comes from the Lord. Am I talking to anybody that's a church somebody? That, that I, it is a scary world when your hope is based on the circumstance. Everything got to be perfect for you to smile. Everything got to be perfect for you to be happy. Everything shows on your face. A part of what it means to walk by faith is that you're not ruled by your feelings. Let me move on. I'm asking the question, where does confidence come from? What are the true sources of confidence? We don't talk about this a lot because it makes us dig down a bit deeper than we want to. We want to stay real shallow on a let's just praise God and we'll praise him because he likes praise and he wants to get praise from us. And if I give him enough praise, I'll be able to manipulate him to do what I want him to do. So our worship is almost like witchcraft in which we feel like we're going to conjure up some worship to get God to do something when we don't really have any word to back it. I got to stop walking so heavy. What are the real sources of confidence? If you find that you're not as confident as you need to be, then maybe you need to ask, okay, well, what are the real sources of confidence? I can give you just a couple. We can talk forever, and I, I can have you shout some out, but I got the mic right now. And so let me give you a couple, and just a few to consider. I would say that the number one source of confidence, at least for me, is God. God. And when I say God, I mean God the Father, and I mean my relationship with God. For every millennial and every Z, Xers too, who decided to reject God based on the failings of religion, might I suggest to you that I'm not saying that the source of your confidence is religion. I'm not saying the source of your confidence is me. The source of your confidence should not be any preacher or any leader. We didn't die for you. You got to keep your eyes on Jesus. My God, we are human too. We will let you down every time. Ain't nothing more ridiculous than you being totally upset because we're not perfect. If this message has blessed or encouraged you, feel free to visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast and learn more about WOCC or donate to the ministry. This enables us to continue to impact the kingdom in the best way possible. There's no one without sin. No, not one. You don't want no private cameras following you around. I don't want no private cameras following me around. I need a brother to say something to me. You don't always do right. I don't always do right. Who am I here? Who am I with? I get mad too. I get hungry too. I get happy too. I get bothered too. I get annoyed too. So you got to know God for yourself. Praise God for bishops and pastors and all of us. But our job is to introduce you to the Lord and for you to know the Father for yourself. It is a dangerous thing for our culture to become overly secularized. 
because when you too fully imbibe secularization, it causes you to demand that this life be perfect. This life has to be perfect if that's all there is. But if you know that you're going somewhere when this thing is over, if you know that there's a heaven to gain, and if you know that the God you serve is on your side, then even if you're dealing with difficulty in the moment, you'll know that where you're going is a better place, and it just makes your life have a different kind of meaning. Part of what's happening so scary to our culture as we become less Christian and less faith-filled. Less, as we have less faith and more secular and more confidence in our tech, it's not making us better people. It's not making us happier. We're more depressed than ever. We are more drugs than ever. We can't sleep more than ever. We have more problems than ever. We have more stuff than ever, but we're not happy in our stuff. And so I, I, I just would like to suggest that a good source of confidence is God the Father, a relationship with him. Can you say amen to that? Let me give you another source of confidence that we don't talk about a lot, especially not in America, especially not in the African-American church, but a second source of confidence is family. Because God made family before he made church. Now what happens is when family is whack, we have to replace family with religion and replace family with church. Especially in America because the foundation of family is culture. But when you have a place where folk are from all these different cultures mixed together, now you have thrust the responsibility of family onto the church. Now, instead of the church just communicating kingdom principles, it also has to communicate a family value-based principle because the foundation of people is family, the foundation of community is family, and people are dependent on family, and instead of the family being founded on culture, it's founded on religion. But what I'm saying to you is, if you come from a good family, you have some confidence. Part of what I've said to my children, part of what I've said to them is, listen, instead of me just being your covering, let me be your net. Let me be your net. Yo, you've been here with me a long time. I got you. I've covered you. I don't have to be your covering forever. I can be a net that's, what, that's under you. You should have confidence to walk on the tightrope because if you fall, I'll catch you. Oh, my Lord. Can I get a witness in the building? I get it. Walk by faith and not by sight. I got you. But I'm suggesting to you that it's even easier to do if you know if you fall, you won't hit the ground. For those of us who walked by faith without family, doesn't mean that's the best way to do it. Your father and your mother forsake you and the Lord will take you up. Okay, great, awesome. But your father and your mother not posed to forsake you. You're not supposed to have enemies from your house. 
I'm trying to talk some truth in here. So many of us have used God to get over family that attacked us and now we think that's how God works. No, no, no. That's not how God works. It's just that God is what you need him to be. But really, you ought to have something good with your people. Family ought to be a source of confidence. You ought to feel confident in your brothers and sisters. You ought to feel confident in your mother and your father. You ought to feel confident in them. You ought to have something that you know. You ought to be confident in the family you create. Gentlemen, we the one that gets to make the choices. We the ones who get to choose. So you might as well choose somebody that you can be confident in. Why would you choose somebody you don't know what she going to do? It is the craziest thing in the world to get down there on your knee in front of a girl and ask her to marry you and she say no. That means you have not read the room. That means you do not understand what is going on. She don't like you like that. Don't you want to have some confidence? Don't you want to boldly approach knowing that you're going to hear yes, not no? Why would you create family with someone that you fight with every day? Help us, Holy Ghost, Bishop. Why would we do that? Why? You need to know that you're a part of your confidence ought to be that you know what your people will do. Then the third source of confidence, and I'm barely getting into my message, but this is good anyhow. This was just supposed to be the appetizer, but it's we're full on the bread, so we're gonna go home. But 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 the third source of confidence is you. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. You are 21. You ought to know what you are going to do. You ought to know what you're not going to do. You shouldn't be like, I don't know what I would do. That's a crazy thing. If there's anybody you ought to know what they're going to do, it ought to be you. You ought to have confidence in yourself. You ought to know what you do well. You ought to know what you don't do well. If you can't sing, don't sing. I need a witness in the building. We don't want no sin. We don't know. Listen, hallelujah. Make a joyful noise back there in the corner. But what I'm saying is stop. At, at a certain age, you ought to have confidence in yourself. You ought to know you. The Bible says that he will strengthen you with power in your inner self, not just your outer self. So not just in your clothes, not just in your shoes, not just in your body, not just in your bang bang, not just in, that you ought to have confidence within. Your inner self should be strong. Your inner strength 
I was having a, co a conversation with one of, my, you know, one of my sons is a basketball player, and we were talking about ball and all of it, and I was saying to him, yeah, when you're a kid, it's a lot about talent. Who's faster? Who can jump higher? It's a lot about that. And, and, but, but even more than that, it's also about skill. So if somebody can make a layup, they can play really well. Even if someone's more athletic than them, but if they can't make layups, then it doesn't matter. So there, there's, there's skill and then there's athleticism. But if you go long enough, you reach a place where everybody's athletic and everybody is skilled. Some people may have a bit more skill than others, but everybody's got, everybody can run, everybody's fast, everybody can jump, everybody's quick, everybody's got, everybody can dribble. Everybody's got a certain amount of skill. You can reach a place where you can be so athletic that your skill doesn't matter, but if you go high enough, you will reach a place where you have to have skill to go along with your athleticism. When you reach the place where your skill and your athleticism are all at the same place, who wins is who's stronger inside. Whose will can't be broken? Who, don't, who won't give up even if they're down 12 or down 15? Who will play hard even if they're losing? Who will exert their will over the other team's will? You'll hear coaches in the huddle saying, we just got to keep going. They're going to break. We're about to break them. If we just keep this and this, they're going to give up. And you see it. Another this, and they just break and they just give up. And it just becomes a blowout, not because they're not skilled, not because they're not fast, but because their will got broken. It's actually possible to be beat by somebody that's got a stronger will than you who you're more talented than. I need a witness in the building. I really do. I need somebody to say, Pastor Andy, that is so true. It is absolutely possible for your inner strength to be so powerful that you end up winning and you're not the best. Oh, amen light bulbs. You're not even the best and you're winning. You don't care if you're not tall enough. You don't care if you're not fast enough. You don't care if you ain't quick enough. You don't care if you ain't cute enough. You don't, you don't care. Your inner is so powerful that you will keep going through hell or high water. It is possible to be so strong on the inside, you don't care what people say. It is possible to be so strong in your inner self that you, you chuckle to yourself. And you're just like, <laughs> it is possible to be so strong in your inner self that you can keep going when everything around you is a disaster. I wonder who I'm talking to. It is possible. Something is wrong with us if we can only walk forward when it's not raining. Part of this worship and this praise is amazing, but a part of what's supposed to happen is it's supposed to bring you closer to God. You're supposed to have a relationship with him. You're supposed to build a team around you. To build a team around you. I was confident that this worship service was going to go great. I wasn't afraid. 
I don't put nobody up here that I'm scared what they might do. I don't. People who pray on this stage are people who can pray. Reason why you felt it when Ty was just praying is because I'm confident that that man can get a prayer through. I wish I know if he from the first time I heard him pray, I was like, oh, that dude can pray. I don't know what all else he can do, but he can do some praying. The folk who walk out here with the mic and say, let's pray, are people that I'm confident that they can pray because I don't want to play on a team full of losers who can't play. Oh, my Lord. Whoever plays them keys better be able to play. Whoever played that thing better be able to play. Whoever sing up here better be able to sing. I'm not sitting here with my fingers crossed hoping the worship going to be good. I'm confident. I came here confident that my team, my family would do their part. I was not worried about it. Y'all are family I chose. If I'm going to choose you, you might as well be good. You might as well be loyal. I don't play with nobody who ain't loyal. I don't give the mic to people to keep them. Only way for you to be a member of this church is you can get on the stage. You better be able to pray. I knew what I was going to do. But I wanted the whole service to be good, not just this part. Oh, I wish I had a witness in the building. Where does your confidence come from? It's hard to have confidence if you know your team is lame. Oh, please, can I get a witness in the... It's hard to have confidence if the people that work for you aren't competent. It's hard to be confident if you've got somebody that you had to hire because they're your cousin and they went eighth grade with you and they really... You got too much at stake. It'd be better for you to be wealthy and really have it and give them something than for you to have them in a key position in your company and they're not good. I don't have nobody around me that ain't good. If you ain't good, then go somewhere else. Oh, God, help us. I'm left preaching and going to meddling. For whatever reason, we think... That confidence happens when you're scared of what might take place. Yeah, it, it's God. Yeah, it's your team. Yeah, it's yourself. And it's why Paul said, and I'll just, I'm over time, but it's why Paul said, for this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every, the family in heaven and earth derives its name, and I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. He, he didn't say that God will make you rich, that God will meet all you need, God will, because he understands if God can strengthen you with power, through his spirit in your inner being, then nothing can stop you. 
If God can strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, then you'll walk by faith and not by sight. If God can strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, that even when folk don't like you, it won't matter. You'll keep on walking. That if God can strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, I don't know who I'm preaching to right now, but if God can strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, you can persevere. You can make it through. Your marriage don't have to be perfect. Your kids don't have to be perfect. Your house don't have to be perfect. Your money don't have to be perfect. The country don't have to be perfect. The law don't have to be perfect. The church don't have to be perfect. If you're looking for perfection, you're immature. That if you become strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, then you become a different kind of somebody. In which your inner man is tough. We don't have time for inner punks. There's too much at stake. We need people who if they get knocked down, they get back up. And they will swing on you while they're dazed. Oh, I need a witness in the building. We need folk who on the inside will never lay down, will never give up, will never stop trying. We need folk on the inside that will say, listen, Nebuchadnezzar, the God I serve is able to deliver me and he will definitely deliver me from your hands. But I want you to know that even if he does not, I'm not going to bow. My mama didn't raise no punk up in here. I will praise God whether it works or not. I will be with him whether it works or not if you think you're gonna shake me with some fire you got another thing coming well y'all have laid me off it's been wonderful working for y'all but keep on watching watch and see what I'm about to do next watch and see how I'm about to turn the corner this is the very thing I needed for me to go to the next level you know what this company has been holding me back and God's got something better for me and I'm on my way to a wealthy place who am I talking to in here God, I serve is able to do exceedingly, immeasurably, above anything I could ask or think, according to the power that's at work within us. To him be glory in the church. To the God that will strengthen you with all power through his spirit in your inner self. One of the only reasons to even go to college is to be strengthened on the inside. It's about becoming more than it's just about learning. Learning's nice, but really it's about becoming. You're wasting your money if you're not becoming. You can make an argument you're wasting your money either way, but you're wasting your money if you're not becoming. Wasting your life if you're not becoming. It's not just about doing, it's about being. It's about being. It's about being able to tap on yourself and say, oh, no, no, no. You don't know me. Oh, no, no, no. I will never give up. I will keep on believing. I will pray. I will reapply. I will work over there. I'll work over there. I'll work three jobs if I have to. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't understand who you're talking to. No, not only is God on my side, but I got some people around me I trust who ain't crazy. And I trust me. 
I'm not weak. I'm not scared. I ain't no punk. I'm not afraid. I'm not terrified. Even if the enemy comes against me, when the enemy came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. Because one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. It don't matter if war breaks out. I'll still be confident because the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Am I scared of you talk about me? God's got me and I got me. Down in here, there's a something that you can't break. And I will go to my grave believing. Talk to, talk to me. Talk to me. Tap. Say, I will, I will die. I will die before I give up. I will die first before I give up on my God. That's all right. I will be in the casket with my hands clasped saying, I believe that God is able. It don't matter the circumstance. If I perish, I perish. I'm going to see the king. My confidence is not based on you. It's based on him. It's based on who's in my inner circle. This is so important. Who's in my inner circle and who I is. Who he has made me to be. And I have come too far to turn back now. I have been through way too much for me to stop going now. You don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. If you knew my testimony, if you knew what God brought me from, if you knew how far I came, you wouldn't even say nothing like that to me. If only you knew what God has done for me. If only you knew how I know him. You wouldn't wonder why I'm still smiling. I'm still smiling because I've been through worse than this. Oh, there was a time when I didn't make anywhere near this much money. Oh, no, no. Are you kidding? Listen, I'll go all the way back to zero if I have to because the God I serve is able. He is able. He is able. And I've been through too much. I'm sorry. I've been through too much. I'm confident in him, and he makes me confident in me. I pray according to his will, he hears me. He's my friend. I know him. I talk to him every day. I serve a living Savior. I don't just go to church. I'm speaking a word. I don't just go to church. I serve a risen Savior. I, I decided to develop my own relationship with him. And I know him. And you can't make me doubt him. This is what your grandmama used to say. You can't make me doubt him. I know too much about him. You can't make me doubt him. I know him for myself. I know he's able. Jump on your feet. Let me pray for you. I'm going to let you go. Anybody hear a word from the Lord today?
Now, we've been doing this every Sunday. Let's do it again. Wrap your arms around yourself. Lord, thank you for confidence. Thank you that Pastor Tyrus prayed confidence over us. Thank you, Lord God, that I've given us some word. I've exegeted some scripture for us to think about where our confidence comes from. And, Lord, we, we are not just moved by our emotions or feelings, and it's been a great service, but, Lord, you gave us some word to stand on. You're our light. You're our salvation. Why would we be afraid? You are the strength of our life. Why would we worry? Why would we be shook? What can man do to us if God is for us? Then who can be against us? So now, Lord, fill us, fill of yourself. Fill us full of you. Fill us with power by your spirit in our inner self so that Christ may actually dwell in our hearts through faith that will be rooted and grounded and established in love and have power together with all the saints to grasp the measure of your love for us and to understand this love that surpasses knowledge. Lord, that the love and the connection and the word will be bigger than even what we know. God, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice. I pray for every person in the room. I pray for every person that watched live around the world. God, I pray that you'll make us confident in you. Confident to approach you boldly. Confident to pray according to your will. Confident in knowing that you're strengthening us in our inner man. Confident in who we have on our team confident in who you've made us to be. Make us careful. Fill us full of yourself. Thank you for living so big in us today. Thank you for all that was done today. Thank you for every prayer that was prayed, every song that was sung, every shout that was given to you. Thank you for every person watching around the world. Heal bodies, heal minds, work miracles, God, in our behalf. Lord, I thank you for every word that we heard, every word that was spoken. God, I thank you for this moment, these two hours that we dedicated to you, not even a tithe of our week, but these two hours, may they have great impact on us. May we receive a great return on the investment of this time. Show yourself strong in us. Dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. Cover us with your blood. Be God in our situation. Use us for your glory. God, as I always pray, bless your people. Make your face shine upon your people. Be gracious to your people. Favor on your people. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And God, let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight. For God, you're our rock, you're our redeemer. We love you. In Jesus' name, we all sit together. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Greet somebody in the name of the Lord. Thanks for coming to church today. Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www.worldovercomers.church/podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.